No, I know I can go live. I can't have all you. Why can I join? Does it go live? Are we live? It's eight o'clock. Are we alive? I have the room. So are we live? Are we live? Yes. There's something counting down here. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first ever AgriLeader Circle of Influence. Um, very welcome. We're live from the AHDB offices. And so let's see who we've got around the room. Tom, let's start with you. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, so I am Tom Pemberton, a farmer from the North England. I am a dairy, beef and sheep, do a bit of diversification in farm shop. We deliver to doorstep for about 60 years. And I personally do a little bit of YouTube as well. Excellent. My name is Charlotte Ashley and I'm a beef and sheep farmer from Cumbria. I am on YouTube and better known for TikTok. Right. And also, first time on toll roads. If anybody, <laughs> 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 and uh, Starbucks, have a drive through. <laughs> um, I'm Becca. I'm from Boots and Heels, uh, a farmer in North Yorkshire, sheep and arable, and I do a bit of podcasting on the side as well. Excellent. Joe, um, I'm Joe Seals. So uh, we're beef farmers, and we do a bit of arable. So it's a mixed mixed farm. Mainly finishing Aberdeen Angus cattle, um, which we love because they're just so like relaxed and calm. And um, yeah, started on TikTok. Never thought I'd be doing anything like this um, at HDB and things like that. Like this is, feels like it's way out of my league. But anyway, um, yeah, loving it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Georgina Samet. I'm currently working for Lincolnshire on a farm which is a mix of flowers, arable, and potatoes. Yes, what flowers? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I ran you for you in two weeks. Give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ollie Harrison, a cereal farmer from Merseyside, which is near Liverpool, if anyone doesn't know where that is. I do a little bit of YouTube. I have a contract on YouTube or Ollie Bodge, whichever you want to find it. This live stream that we're watching on that and that is on everyone else's device around here. It's the first for us to do, and it's actually live on the AHDB's YouTube channel as well. So if you get fed up with the phones flying around the room, you can watch on the main camera at the other end. Over to Mark. Good evening, all. So, first circle of influence. We've got these great people in. I must admit, but as a southerner, um, he's got no sense of humour. Too many Northerners here. Um, <laughs> we need a translator. <laughs> so. Quick bit about HDB, if you don't know, we're a statutory levy board, so we collect levy from these guys in around here, and, and our main role is to try and support uh, the industry in various different ways in terms of exports, market research, knowledge exchange, um, and all sorts of events. And a bit of a plug up on the screen there, we've got a really important meeting on the 10th of November, the Delivering the Future of Farming. It's an online event where you guys can find out from the vote that we had earlier in the year, uh, where where your levy's being spent and where the sector plans are going over the next five years. Max. Uh, my name is Max McGillivray uh, from Beanstalk Global. We have a great ongoing series with the AHDB where we interview um, some cracking people. Sharing Olympic skier we, we interviewed uh, last week for the, for the uh, last month for the second time. Um, we're, we're a media platform that mainly major on uh, the likes of LinkedIn and, uh, um, and Facebook rather than uh, some of these guys, which is why I think it's so inspired by uh, Mark Isaac and, and the rest of the HDB social media team to get all of these influences together so that we can create this change that, uh, that we want to see. So yeah, let's have this, see how this first broadcast goes. Thank you, everyone. I'm Isaac Van from the AgriLeader team. 
what we try and do in AgriLeader is we try and help people lead themselves better, lead their people and lead their business. So, Mark, circle of influencers. Tell us a bit about that. So a bit of a random idea, but... Uh... Circle of influencers, it, it's a bit of an idea. It's about focusing on what you can control. And what you can control, it's it's it's, it's about the influence that you have within your circle. And that's all about great conversations with great people. We've brought some great people around the table today that are all farmers that we can have some great conversations and actually make that that start um, uh, and start having the conversations. And we're making the start here, but um, chucking your comments into these guys' feeds, chatting us and tell us what we should be talking about in the future. Hopefully, if um, if we'll have them back, if Oliver behaves himself, uh, we're going to try and do this um, uh, every so often. And um, yes, and so tell us what what uh, the topics are you want us to discuss about. Or talk about right let's kick off um with the first question you guys are all facing quite a quite a, a lot of challenges at the moment so let's start on that um yeah. what what do you see as your biggest challenges at the moment and what should we be talking about in, uh in the future tom let's start with you the biggest the biggest challenge is farming um probably input prices yeah i think uh, i think everyone can agree with that the price of everything seems to be going up yeah the price of the end product is kind of high at the moment but the price at, our, at the start what we're buying at is super high so i think that's the biggest issue on our farm anyway or well the biggest worry probably yeah top of stock just now it's like a year down the line of commodity prices drop but your your 100 we're buying 12 months in advance really aren't we um of putting nitrogen onto a field making that grass grow for me, to make silage, to make the cows eat it, is your winter feed. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of the arable guys are the same, but I can just relate to myself. And nitrogen for us has been the big cost. And my obviously, we're a family run business. So when I know Costco, like my mum has to pay them. So me and my dad will find out. You know, yeah. We know by anyway. We just don't tell her until the bill comes. <laughs> yeah. But it needs to happen. You can't, uh, for our system, we can't grow grass without that nitrogen. Yeah. And then it going away from nitrogen, which is the easy one. Obviously, we've got cake. You know, cake price has gone up for us. We put a bit of cake into our cows, or even young stuff, just for growers. Yeah. Um, and the arable guys will say, obviously, the price of wheat has gone up. The price of our inputs has gone up, so the price of the wheat's going to go up. The yeah. price of the wheat goes up. The price of uh, it, feed goes up. It's interesting what you said though about buying things a year in advance. Well, in arable, you're buying things a year in advance, and then you sell it a year after as well. Yeah. Like with milk, it's kind of like sold within the first week. So yeah. So are you saying that the crops that you're selling now at the at the the high prices, prices. Yeah. the company you're selling now, the high prices, you were paying less for the nitrogen well, stuff. I know it worked out right, but the moment 2022 now, so I'm buying fertilizer for 2023, the crop that I'll sell in 2024. Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I mean? like the, the whole like back rolling of that. It's possible to budget. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, from my perspective, it's that farmers are taking on all the risk in that yeah. with that. And so, how do we have the confidence? to invest if you if you can't guarantee anything and often you're buying high and selling low so you know we're, we're asked to be as innovative and efficient as possible and we're doing what we can and farmers want to be all of these things 
but sometimes we just can't be. Yeah, and if you want to invest in a new grain store or a new combine with interest rates going up, again, it's just another uncertainty, another, another added cost. It's all very dim, dim and gloom. But, but it, is, is, there, is there light at the end of the tunnel or is there just no end? We've just got to keep going, haven't we? Like, as farmers, I think, like, you, you need that nitrogen to grow your crops. Yeah. It's like you, you, you're going to have to, it's going to have to be. I could answer that one a little bit. Again, I see it from my side, dairy side. Um, so prices, we've never seen it hit 50p a litre. Yeah. Generally, we've broken the 50p a litre. We've broken yeah. the 99p for a two litre in, in a supermarket. Do you know what I mean? That was a big thing because no, the supermarkets were saying we don't want to pay over or charge our customers over a quid for a two litre. Now that's happened. That's broken. So hopefully, fingers crossed, the input price has come down. But we've broken that. And if the supermarkets can put their prices a little bit high because they were scared, because we all knew that milk was a lost leader. Um, now they don't have to do that. I mean, it becomes a normal that milk's at 120, 130, 140 higher yeah. for the two litre. So it, 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 looking at the bright side of it, trying to look at every cloud of silver lining, hopefully it's broken that bit. Yeah. And when prices come down, they're not scared of going, okay, well, customers will pay more than, they will pay more than a quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. I, was, I was going to use the uh, sugary drink example that a can of sugary drink is, is £2.50 um, and it does nothing for you nutritionally. Whilst your, your milk, it, it'll spray yeah, definitely, definitely as well. Yeah, and is, is it the same with wheat as well? Breaking the through, right? You are, yeah. So it's 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 hovering back around the three hundred. But is it April to May time? It's three hundred and so it's what two hundred was a barrier for a while. What we said, we're going to push it up upstream to to the retailers. Mm -hmm. to, maybe it is to to so that you're getting more returns because your supply costs are going. Yeah, up. yeah. So maybe, maybe it's it's a bit of pain now for some good for five years down. Okay. The only issue with it, I like us like a lot of farmers when price goes good as stuff, we go okay, like let's weigh in, let's loads of let's produce lots of milk. You know that could be yeah. that's what we don't want to do is go oh produce lots of milk then have a lot of surplus. You better well in the nicest way you better having two percent demand than five percent over demand. Because yeah. that's when prices drop out. Yeah. From a beef and lamb side, what do you guys think? You know, so what's your your approach? With everything going up and beef being like a premium meat, I think it, it like can get difficult in that people will just swap onto chicken and will just stop swap onto pork because of cheaper cheaper meat. So like, yeah, when things are getting more expensive, I think it looks gloomy for beef. Downtrend, downtrend. Yeah. And, and I would agree on that. And we've actually got to build this relationship with the consumers. They appreciate that what we're producing is high welfare and we are really trying to do things for the environment. And if that means making better decisions on which products you choose to buy, whether that is in the supermarket, because there is always going to be a place for supermarkets, we can't, it's unrealistic to think that we're all going to shop at a butcher and a farm shop for everything that we buy on our shopping list but it's about educating the consumer and there's different cuts of meat which are more affordable and actually it's looking at how to cook them cook them and then not waste them as well um so we've got that relationship to build with the consumer more and more as well i think that's huge i think that that you know so we all make emotional decisions and, and you know especially so with food so i think it's it's building and that's why things like what you guys do on social media are so great because you know it builds that rapport and gets people to, to know what we do and and how we do it on the farm. And, and that's such an important part. You, you think of all the meetings that I think Mark and I've gone to over the last 20 years about trying to get the consumer excited about, about food. Six out of 
um, 10 kids don't know where fruit and veg comes from, no. but with the, with the likes of yourself influencing them, just just the, the, the folks here, can you just run around the numbers of, of people that you've got connected to you so we can just understand? Go on, just quickly round the table, just rough numbers. What do you mean of followers that you have? Uh, Let me follow here. Actually, on a serious note, because we survive with not exporting material and not importing yeah. self sufficiency. I reckon we could. Is it August we were asked? Yeah, we're not 60, 60 something percent. Yeah, we yeah. 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 Why? Oh, I fancy strawberries. It's Christmas. It's special. I'm going to pay X amount for it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. You but know then, what happens in Christmas? But then there's technology that uh, Dyson Farms uh, with, their, with, with, their, with their amazing greenhouse. They, they will be growing strawberries 12 months of the year. And there's vertical farming to well, farm in the UK. The price, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but with energy lighting, it's, it, the, the energy prices uh, are yeah, uh, relatively low, low yeah. aren't they? It, yeah, but then that comes to like, are we going to be self-sufficient as a nation in, in supply? There's a comment that we've talked about before that's uh, within government. There's um, the statement that we're about four missed meals from anarchy. So Michelle and, and, and her three one bedroom flat with three kids in, in the, in, yeah, in, in the laundry, right. if, if she can't get four meals for her kids, we, the, the government's got a problem. So you always notice that the government is always trying to make sure that there's food security within, within the UK. And again, why, why you guys are so important. But sometimes do you think we're almost speaking from farmers and we have the luxury of knowing what is in season, being able to know that we've probably got one of our own lambs in the freezer. We've got probably an arger and maybe we work at home quite a bit, so we can just nip home to put something in the arger. So for us, cooking is easy and a luxury. Picking stuff is easy and a luxury. You know, when you've talked about potatoes, yeah. I bet you could take a bag of potatoes home at the end of the day and that's not easy for you know, our everyday consumers. So are we a bit, you know, sitting in our ivory tower saying we need to eat in season and we need to pick right, but does every consumer yeah, have the ability We've all got a job in, in, in helping with that. You know, we've got the We Balance campaign and Love Lamb Week and things like that, which is great, but it's also, you know, people like you some, uh, helping helping the consumer understand and, and understand it doesn't have to be a massive roast. There's, you know, some quick, easy ways of, of doing these things. And that's the thing I reckon where TikTok's come in now, we have shown the world so much more that people didn't know about farming. Like we show our day to day lives of what yeah, we think exactly. is the normal, but to someone else that's completely. Oh, this is behind the scenes. This is how many hours people have to work for us mm. to eat this little bit of food that's cost us so much. Which they just go to the shop and pay for. They don't see the work that goes behind. I just think they want to have the family. No, they do see it. And rem- I just hope, like, I would just see it as I hope people appreciate, makes you appreciate what you've got. Like you go to the shop and be like, someone's put their so much time and work into producing, for example, this like, this beef or these sheep. And they don't like obviously I can't make everyone appreciate things, but it just hopefully gives people an insider. 
inside view of what's kind of going on. And mm -hmm. and also realizing that there's people behind it because people, as we saw in lockdown, yeah. the whole buying direct thing actually really, really grew. And people like to have that story behind where things have come from. It's not a faceless, yeah, massive- a good connection. Yeah, absolutely, um, which helps. And, and I think, like you said earlier, that is not necessarily just with with the butcher or whatever, so that is great, but that's not affordable for everybody. But it's so so even the people that have to buy from supermarkets, they can still have that connection through the various things that you guys do. Yeah. Just quickly, I'm going to go off TikTok and then go live on YouTube now. So if you're watching, you did, did everyone get that? <laughs> how did you go live on TikTok? I know. My <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know? Yeah, you want to carry on with your life with the content. I said, how do you go live on TikTok? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Max, and what do you do? <laughs> you get one of these. <laughs> I said, the, the normal medium-sized um, supermarket, guess how many lines it has that uh, the Joe public can walk in there? Guess how many things they can buy? It's the average medium-sized Facebook or Tesco that, that they, they stop. And so there's, there's, there's a concern now, especially as we go, it's all a bit dim good, but as we go into this uh, an economic uh, scenario that people are going to, so again, it comes down to um, uh, persuading the consumer to have what we need, which is key things like bread, like milk, like beef, like, like lamb. The other thing what we chat about, and I don't know the figures completely, is that what, so when, like 50 years ago, the budget of the average household was like 40% to feed, isn't it now 5% of your uh, of your weekly budget is to feed yourself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's a factor as well in what we're doing. Because there hasn't been this, there hasn't been the food inflation because the retailers have kept it down. Yeah. In some respects, penalise the, the, the grower yeah, yeah. Um, because they, they want your milk to be the lost leader. To get them in to buy the more expensive branded um, brand branded products. With regards to beef, I, I, I've Sorry. told this story before. Probably slightly though, haven't the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it has. No, but in 1997, a bully heifer was £1,200. If I was to go to Penrith tomorrow and try and buy a blue one bullying heifer, it would be £1,200. Not much more. The price has not risen. And yes, everyone says, oh, you know, beef swine is doing really well. It isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah. It is. It's not risen with everything else. And when you take into account, like you said, the cost of your fertilizer, your diesel, the electric, the diesel, you know, it's it, it, that because our sector are, are poor sellers. We're, we're not Texas tough. We're just poor sellers. I, I like, think that's yeah. changed recently though with the cereal sector because we've all seen 300 and we're all like, well, we're not selling it. We see it again. Really? Definitely. And, and I don't know anyone selling grain at the moment because it's and, and how do you use it? And that's kind of part of what we we turned. How so how do you use market information? What do you look at? Well, you... we obviously look at the age. <laughs> yeah. No, but in all seriousness, AHDB need an app so we can check it quicker. We do have a good website, but it's obviously market information. But I will monitor the markets three or four times a day. And if there's something happening, even more. And I'll be like, right, there's not too so. so like last week, I saw a sweet spot and sold a little bit. Monday it's all a bit barley, but you just need to know. It's, it's you important. could have a notification, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you used it at the threshold, and yeah. it goes, bang, sell. 
Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. And it, 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 that's why we have phones. It's so quick. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, but they well, want to say that with the modern day technology, there should be something that should be made a lot easier, like you say, like that. Yeah, well, there's a few merchants have apps, but AHDB have quite a comprehensive website about market prices, but it would be better. But just to explore again, you, you, you think that farmers are getting to be more competitive at that selling? Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. Because we, we've got to, we can't sell it a lot now. Because because you, 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 they're not going to come looking for it. I think we need to go and give it. But also, so, we're still... We're still going to be price. takers. Yeah, yeah. We're not taking the price at the moment. Not good enough. But it's still not I was just going to say, I think it depends, though. If you can keep it in your shed, like, you know, wheat or whatever you've just combined until, you know, you absolutely have to sell it because sheds are too full or whatever. If you're... Particularly in things like pigs and poultry, if it's ready, it's ready to go. Isn't oh, it? yeah, yeah. So, who, who remembers two months ago when certain supermarkets weren't stocking certain brands of, um, don't want to name them, but very yeah, yeah, yeah. commodity tin, tin brands because those, those, uh, those companies just backed away from the supermarkets and, went, nope, nope. and the supermarkets had to. They have uh, to give. Yeah. No, it is so, possible. It is. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. Mark's popping the phone. I think the, the problem is a lot of farmers push themselves. Which is a hand to the right. Yeah, because you need the cash flow. Okay, So I think I mean we had this conversation. Technical problems going on over there. We have kind of these conversations, and you probably all have them around the dinner table at home. Well, why don't we just sit on it? We'll never sell it, and we need to make our neighbour do it and our next neighbour do it. But quite simply, it's just not possible. As we were just saying, the cash flow is absolutely vital. You know, it would be amazing if almost farmers could just do a boycott for a bit, but it, it, it can't. For trade can't. groups, there's a lot of specific or, or general tra trade groups. What, what, what's the general views of, of those trade groups? Because they shouldn't they be fighting your corner? I mean, we're not involved in, in any of them, but I don't know if anybody else is involved. The only thing in we could groups. do, it, it, no, yeah. the only thing we could do is not load anything out on a Monday. And but then they know it's all coming up. Pigs, wheat. Yeah, but they know it's all coming on Tuesday. Yeah, but it'll, you, it'll you still cause disruption. Let's debate all right. No, because they know a lamb's done when a lamb's done. If a lamb goes over 45, you get penalised for and it. And cattle as well. Cattle yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 40, 40, 40, 40. So on the flip side, yeah. you get... On the flip side, yeah, so, so this is from a farming side. For your um, consumer uh, followers that's listening and watching, what is the message to them? So, you know, how can they help support support you guys on farm? Eat, eat local, shop Speak. local. Can I just, there's a question coming on Facebook. So for all of you guys, uh, what good trends do farmers want to see grow the most? Sustainability, British, or eating better quality, but less? Oh, say that again, oh. repeat that. So. What good trends do farmers want to see grow most in the UK? Sustainability, British, or eating better quality but less of it? Surely all I, all I, I don't there. think we could pick one of those because well, what we're all trying to do as farmers is make food sustainably. And, and I always talk about sustainability. It's not just the environment. It's a sustainable it's business as well. Yeah, right definitely. Topic. And yeah, I definitely. think sometimes people forget that we're a business and without profitability, we actually can't put the no. can't put the crops in the ground for next year. Well, we're we're always sure. a bit of uh, the weather, and we're always going to have losses some years, if not yeah, yeah. most years. Yeah. But we've got to be sustainable by having the cash flow. What did you say, Tom? Uh, so I've got a little bit of comment. I, I, someone answered it online, um, and they're kind of all the same in a bit. They're not that much variant, do you not know, think? 
like local British sustainable. So you'd hope it's sustainable for British farmers. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the third one, but like they're all kind of like, they're not, it's not like black and white, that is it? A very beige. It's not, it's not brand, you know, you're not selling a brand there, really, are you? Sorry. Can I just go back to what? If you people are lone farmers, you're just this lone voice, but there isn't this union, this collaboration of all of you to create this. The, the, the better, better well, general income people. We were until we start, started on social media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because farmers are up against it so much of the time that it's almost inherent to keep your calves so close to your chest because you have to protect almost what you've got. And so knowledge sharing probably isn't where it should be. Farmers are, uh, can be really competitive with each other over social media, and I'm sure we all get it. So there probably isn't the cohesion there that that maybe there maybe there should be, but you can absolutely see see why farmers have to stick up for themselves sometimes. And, and I think you know, with, with yesterday World Mental Health is, and that's that's very pertinent, isn't it? So oh. the, um, it's it is quite a lonely and, and quite and sometimes a sad industry. But I think I, know, I think it is. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt there, but I think the thing that the social media is good at. And like, I think everyone kind of does the same. Obviously, we do YouTube and things go wrong. Yeah, I think the amazing thing through social media and stuff, life isn't perfect. I think a lot of farmers, we're massive on it. We were talking to what you guys were talking about before that TikTok takes away stuff that you're putting on yeah. because life is not perfect. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Life isn't this sunshine and rainbows. And yes, we have these great times on social media. It's, it's great, but you've got to show the bad as well. And us showing the bad, I say, us, I say everyone watching, everyone doing kind of doing this. Shows that someone else who's struggling, who's had a bad day, you know, a land died, a top died, spent X amount of money on it. it but if it goes wrong for us, then oh, someone else is going wrong. Do you know what I mean? You get that same reaction. Oh, it, it is lonely, but I think social media is great for farmers in a way because they're not alone in here. Do you love farming? Oh, yeah, my friend. Excellent. <laughs> when, when, when I have a bad day, because I do a video every day, it's easier to have a bad day most days. You, you, you dump it on the internet and you find that most people that day have also had a bad day they've been watching and then they all feel better and, and yeah, you know, I like that yeah yeah how are you feeling well, I think that's a really, yeah. really good idea because it's the biggest lie in the world when someone says how are you today well, I'm fine, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. second biggest lie in the world uh, check the condition and I love you <laughs> <laughs> but so, with social media can you can you all create change it's all it's great to hear that you have a good day bad day because we, we know what the issues are currently we're going through these really interesting economic times you look at other sectors that have combined together to gain more income for those sectors can you not all come together to drive that change so let's have that we've got this voice here yeah, yeah. as a collective i think we're a lot stronger than on our own i think we're battling for our own causes I, i'm just yeah. really shocked that there's trade groups that have been going for 70 80 years and by the sound that none of you are, are overly uh excited about them when they should be the voice of you but actually you you are your own voice now i think you feel rather dictated to as a fan what you're going to receive for your product like oh i i, I want a massive pile of straw and i said not the price so i'm not selling it we can't do that with beef cattle. Once yeah. they are ready, yeah, like yeah. I said, they're ready and they're going to go because otherwise you're over your, your age and then they're, they're worthless. Yeah. And then 
I do think, you know, so I appreciate in that moment in time that you, you know, that's very hard to change. But I think over time with what you're doing here and, and the wider industry, you, you build that empathy, you build that sort of connection with your customer. You know, change is never going to happen overnight, but it is building, building, building. So it becomes a more, more positive um, thing. Talking about positive, what gets you excited about it? And what, what is it you love about farming? You know, and why, why do you carry on? Let's, Gina, who just come over and talk to me? Sometimes swiftly. Farming is something you really have to have a love and a passion to do it. And if you have a passion and a goal, it's something to work to. And once you achieve that goal, there's always another goal. And it's challenging, but I love a challenge. And like I say, you have to love what you do, be passionate about what you do. To progress, I find it really grounding farming in general, yeah. no matter Wholesome, what is going on, like be it, and we've all lived through it pandemics, the queen dying, yeah. you know, your mum's that even something terrible like that happening, work goes on. I was going to say, you don't get you do not get to stop, you are yeah. dictated to by the weather, the seasons, and it makes you very um grounded and it keeps you, you know, where you should be. You don't, you know, you don't get carried away with what's going on in the world too much because. You've still got cows to muck out. You've still got hay to put out. You've still got, you know, or, or crops to plant. Regardless of what's going on, you need to do it. So and it's quite a nice thing, isn't it? Joe. <laughs> yeah. Before I'll... you pull asleep there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, after that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I know it's just rewarding, isn't it? I suppose. Like you go into a field, you start, you start drilling it, you start planting it, and then like. Two weeks later, you come back, it's there, it's growing. You see where you've done your drill mistakes, like what I've done today. <laughs> um, but, like, you've done it. And then you come to ours, and it's just, I don't know, there's always something different happening as well in a rolling farming. If you're just, like, working on a farm, like, as a tractor driver or something like that. Because that's what I like to do in my channel, is, like, try and get it and show people what farming is about, or maybe aren't really from a farming background. So like, I think it's good. That, that was going to be my next question, because, you know, something we'll talk about hopefully in the future is, is labor and attracting new people into it. So you know, what's, what's how do we attract some new bright talent into the, into the industry? Yeah. I actually think, I actually think to get people in the industry, we're not showing them earlier what you can actually do in agriculture, because farming isn't just what most of us know that I'm doing in a field or lambing a sheep or driving a tractor or albeit that's what we all love doing I like you get into your tractor and the screens most of which I don't know what all the buttons do let alone the coding and all the stuff that goes into it so I think there definitely needs to be more at the le at the education level obviously yes showing like what actually goes into farming but what we need from young people coming through into our, in our industry yeah, to make it be sustainable and, you know. I think what Joe Public thinks about what farmer does is actually changing to be completely different. So if I go into a pub and like, I get talking to somebody and say that I'm a farmer, they think that I'm like, I've got a spade in my hand at yeah, like exactly. six o'clock in the morning, yeah. like shoveling this, and like that's all I do all day and it's very manual. Well, no, now it's like, like you said, GPS is coming in, like, um, I'm running all our farm cattle stuff through a, um, a PC system, yeah. system. Me and Charlotte were talking about getting IEDs. They're bombs, aren't 
flash tags in. Yeah, tags in, tags in. Audio on your document. Have you heard this? It's actually a farmer um, 18 months ago. He was trying to find a, um, a head tractor driver, advertised, couldn't find anyone. And one of his mates who wasn't in the set had a look at uh, this quarter of a million pounds worth of tractor and drill and sat now. He said, oh, it must be like being a computer programmer would be in there. And the farmer said, oh, that's an idea. So he advertised for a software engineer got a dozen people, explained that it was actually a farm and all this kit, had three people who came out and all three of them wanted the job. Yeah. Now he's got a guy out of, I think it's Nottingham, who's now on a farm running all this kit and loving it. Because they'll, they'll, that's great because they'll love it because of the um, the numbers and stuff. Oh, and yeah. all you're doing it's is- Typical information, the spreadsheets yeah. and the- you're, you're, you're No, no, no missed drills. No, no missed Your office view, let's come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we always say, oh, this is our office. Our office is better than yours, taking a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did, did, you, did, you, did, you, did anyone get a ground swell this year? Apple and Barmy sandals. So, cereals was the, was the, was the atypical sort of uh, average age group of uh, blokes in their 50s in, their, in suits. Ground swell, the average age was, um, was 30. And um, there's so many younger people there because of the sustainability, because of the regenerative agriculture, whatever your views are. But it, it's, it was, it had a great buzz because there's so many new people coming into the sector because uh, that that that's the the hook regenerative agriculture and sustainability we, we're finding that the people not wanting to go into the city and they want to come to the country to investigate carbon neutrality regenerative agriculture and sustainability and we've all got our, our views off that but it's bringing it's bringing people in into the sector so it's happy days it's made it kind of cool hasn't it instead of it being for like when i was even when i was younger if you were slightly not the brightest, oh, yeah. you would end up at it's, agricultural college. It's the same the world over. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously yeah. it was true. And it was like, if you, you didn't have <laughs> a... now to run these things. And I don't think that you can just... You're not a farmer, you're a business person. Am I? You are. Yeah. <laughs> and you then you're you're a but then you are yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. What we actually are. Yeah. And day to day, it's not just farming. No, it's a bit of you know. We, we can't joke about it, but you do have to know a bit of vet stuff, a bit of agronomy oh, of stuff, you do. business okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. We have to know a bit mm. of that every day. And we're not experts. We take the advice on it. Yeah. Farm is a bit of a generic term, though, isn't it? So, like, I'm yeah. a farmer. If you went about fifty years a farmer, just managed staff and all the all the yeah. farm workers did the work. Now. Someone that drives a tractor would be called a farmer. Someone that manages the farm would be called a farmer. It's it's such a catch-all thing. Like, again, you have that difference between a driver and an operator. Exactly, yeah. It's your a steering wheel and then. Yeah. <laughs> or a software engineer. That's <laughs> and, and I think that is that is probably one of the greatest features of as that some change and, and the um, different things you can do. You know, so that it's not the same monotonous job all the time. I think and you see the seasons and, and all that. I think you know that's definitely a big selling point we should put out into the industry. Oh, so building on that, another comment that just come in. Any ideas on how we can break this stigma? So in the public's eye, our industry is low paid and low skilled. Um, we're trying to recruit new people into the industry. What is everyone's thoughts um, about increasing um, a supply of labour into the industry by changing that stigma? The I don't, I don't think there is a stigma because Clark's has helped with that. I think the biggest oh. problem is he's competing with the wages because they can, yeah. they can earn 40 grand a year. Yeah, they can. Yeah. I said, we said that we had this conversation earlier and me and Roy were actually talking about it in terms of staffing. If you went back, when did we say, like a couple of years ago, 
you were getting a tenner to work on a farm per hour, you were getting a tenner to drive a wagon, then you were getting a tenner to drive a digger. And then now you, you can get a fortune driving a wagon and yeah, yet farm no, wages have stayed the same. Yeah, Monday and to Friday. Dirty. Nine, you're yeah. a digger driver, Monday to Friday, nine to five. You know, Predictable hours. 12 on a Friday. 12 on a Friday, yeah, done. And in our job, you know, we're getting hurt. And I'm like, you're not a farm. It's mad. Do you know what I mean? Lunchtime. It's like 40 time. grand a year to drive a wagon. Yeah. Why well, would you not take that? But again, I've, I've had people that worked in have worked for us and then worked on them industries and always want to come back to farming. Mm -hmm. uh, well, why, why do you think think one of them? Well, yeah, the reason, <laughs> yeah. Uh, why do you think that is, Jerry? Let's explore that a bit. They love working with that. <laughs> why not want to work with me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think it's like the monotonous. I think a lot of these higher paid uh, jobs on building sites where you, you know, driving a tanker or something like that, very monotonous. They're doing the same thing every day. Whereas, like, if you come onto a farm, you're working in a family business, which a lot of farms are. Not every farm, but a lot of farms are family businesses, and they're looked after a bit more than in just by commercial entity. It like, could be though, isn't it? Do you not think it's it's really it's it's soul food? You know, the grounding. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good job. I enjoy it so much. I like the fact that because the seasons been horrible, because the seasons change, the job change. Yeah, just when. I've had enough of combining. <laughs> I will yeah. then start drilling. And just when I've had enough of drilling, yeah. we'll start drilling for the And then when I've had enough of that, yeah. spraying. And then when I've had enough of spraying, we start combining again. I think that seasons <laughs> thing is really important because, like Clarkson's book and quite a few of these kind of agricultural books are based on the seasons. And that's the way to make it resonate with the consumer as well. And then get that wider knowledge of what they can eat in season because they realise then that things go in a cycle. And um, if we talked about seasons, it's just, oh, yeah, well, farmers are complaining that it's lambing time and they're tired. But when you get someone like Clarkson coming in to talk about the seasons and a bit more about what actually goes into them, he obviously has that voice already and it helps. And he just he has that platform beyond what we have because he's got and he's had another job that's not farming. Yeah. Um, it's funny, yeah. though as well it resonates because it is hilarious and they find it fun to watch and it's it is he's putting it across in a really a really interesting but fun way which i think people are enjoying watching you know so he's been good for the sector oh 100 i really do he's if i go i well london very rarely but if i go and see friends from uni and that that wasn't uh wasn't an agricultural course wasn't an agricultural uni at all and the first question they pretty much ask is, have you watched Clarkson's Farm or will you be watching the next series? Yeah. They don't, they then go on to say, oh, so how's that, is that comparable to your life on the farm? But they wouldn't really ask as their initial question, how's the farm going? Yeah. But because they have a way in, because also it's hard when consumers don't actually know the way in, it's something that they don't know how to talk about at all. So Clarkson's given them a way in. And then it just gives me you're not from a farming background. Uh, me. Oh, are you? Oh, yes. I'm fifth generation. Well, I went up to uni yeah, to do something completely unrelated. Um, just as my parents said, so you know, you're doing quite well in your exam. So what can do something different? And and I actually, so I came back to the farm full time about 18 months ago. Um, was never always planned to have a job, you know, for many more years family illness and I had to come back early so I wasn't meant to be on the farm now I was meant to be you know 40 50 you know as old as you get the farm yeah yeah you're not from a farming background so tell us a bit about your can I still can I still TikTok it works yeah 
I'm sorry. There we go. Yeah, look at that. We see everyone now. I'm so sorry. You'd think I'd be better at it, but I'm not. So, <laughs> should I repeat it? <laughs> Are you ready, Tom? So, we're listening. Yeah, we're planning that too. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself. You're not from a farming background. How did you get in the field? Um, so I moved to the home family. Well, a safe farm. It's not a small one. We literally never had a couple of pigs. Been more horse to my holler. And um, my neighbour was a pig farmer. He was still a pig farmer. And I was always more interested in the livestock route. And he said, "I want it's what that you go off to college and give it a go. If you don't like it, obviously you don't have to carry on." I went to Sparshot in Winchester and. I fell in love with it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I lived in there for two years. Um, went straight from there, worked on a potato farm. I was very lucky through going to college, I got contacts. So a friend of mine got me a job on a potato farm, which was quite big at the time. It's called Green Seeds. And yeah, from there, I kind of just progressed up. Went to the potato farms every year, went on to um, for a con private contractor, learned everything about grass. It was all hay, silage haylage and straw really so kind of just through there I, yeah I, I started from rock bottom and then, <laughs> well now I've been up in Lincolnshire I started in Surrey so it's <laughs> <laughs> something people are asking on here about the new entrance and yeah, I actually same, get yeah. messages from people saying how do I get into farming and yeah. I, for me it's quite Give a difficult me message to answer because I'm lucky that I've never had mm -hmm. to get into farming so I guess what would you if there was like two top two three top tips or something and I, and I guess you were looking at having a slight rural background that you know yeah you a, a, like half a foot to know what you wanted to do but what would people do if you really know for like for a certain fact or if you like, have a slight thought in your mind you want to give it a go I would hands down just do it just do it because if you don't you may regret it like you don't go and give yourself that opportunity that chance to like it and fall in love with it like, you never do it. No. If you don't, just put your foot in and. and so yeah, we've got we've got an apprentice um, at our farm. M, if people watch the videos. Go on, M. And she's not from a farming background, not all. Um, but for some reason, since she was five, she decided that she wanted to be a farmer. And um, so she's she's over the years she's applied at different farms. You know, can I work here? Can I work here? always been knocked back and I think that's like a common sort of thing that um, a lot of farms don't take people on without experience is what I get from people so what Em did was she worked in a car valley business so she just washed cars and did things like that so one place she went so I can work I can turn up at somewhere I can do a job and these people are going to give me a reference so that I'm good at it then she went on to work in a horse place, um, which she didn't want to do, but you know, that's like a way then into agriculture. Don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not well, into horses. You better not say it too much. But um, yeah, and then when she came to, when she, she sent me a message before TikTok and everything on um, Facebook and said, can I come and do a day a week um, on your farm? So I'm going to do this college course, agricultural college. So I knew that she was good on that side because she wanted to go to agricultural college. And then all her pictures on Facebook were literally just like 
her and a farmer or her and a cow, <laughs> her and a business. And I thought, well, this girl, this is her passion. This is what she wants to do. We'll we'll try it out. Yeah. We'll give her a chance. You had, you had a question about some the farmers wanting experienced workers. Yeah, that's um that's a tough one because a lot of a lot of people want people with experience and they don't give people a shot because okay, understandably not everyone's gonna be like, I'm gonna treat like this kit as if it's my own. People are quite careless in the sense of like, I'm not being stereotypical, but I am at the same time. You get your standard 16 year old, look at me, I can drive a tractor, <laughs> roaming it around the place. So you know I'm not wrong. Um, they break stuff. They break stuff and they, they don't really care because they don't have to pay for it. Whereas I've always been taught you have to treat stuff as if it's yours and people don't always have the same mindset, which is understandable. Anyway, not the point. It's hard for everything being as expensive as it is for farm to give their shot and their chance into someone yeah. to train that, them. Uh, and it's time. It's that time that is the thing. So I get people all the time want to come over home because they're going to be on YouTube or drive a big tractor. But then breaking or damaging one machine is set it, you back. Is, well, it, it's equal to paying someone that's got 20 years of experience, like for well, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. someone can do so much damage. Very quickly, like combined evidence. Yeah, everyone makes mistakes, but like we had someone work with once, and he, he was young and wanted a pay rise. And if I can do it, then everyone else can do. So I give him a pay rise, and within a few weeks, he, he'd done like 10 grand worth of damage or stuff. And I was like, someone older wouldn't have done them stupid things that mm. you, you've but done. I think there's also they, they used when I was on farm, used to call me Isaac the crack director, Isaac the terrible. <laughs> and, I was good at stockman, but so I think it's maybe some working to people's strengths and making sure you know, giving them the training, but also working to their strengths. I'm terrible on the tractor, but you know, not nailed it on the head because we're so busy. Margins are tight. You go into any other industry, you go for an intense training course. Yes, that's You do yeah. this without anyone watching. You do this with someone watching you, you supervise it, then you do that. Now, like I know what I'm like. I'm flying around, and that's not my own fault. But like. I can't afford to be paying someone to do my job, someone to watch someone else. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Trailer, it it comes back to what we were chatting about. Like, I, I don't, might not sound awful, but some, when people start, you've got to watch them. I don't care if it's a 30-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 45-year-old. If they're new to it, you've got to watch them. We just don't have the time because margins are tight and we're working 70, 80 hours a week. Well, we're not going to staff. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, I, I, know, I know it's horrible, and don't put a bit down, but I'm just looking at it, we just need to train people a bit better, maybe. You also, so us, for example, our farm is more, it's kitted out to reduce labour because of the sh almost shortages that we've had, and also yeah. we're trying to kind of reduce costs at every every moment. I mean, we hardly ever plough anymore. We, so that means you don't plough, you then don't cultivate, you don't do whatever other steps you need to go to. We go in with the drill, and that's drilling done. So actually, that's now a one-man job where before you would have needed more people, things were slower. All farms are having to reduce costs and, and reducing the labour requirement is one way that we're doing that. And, and farmers, you know, it's it's a vicious circle, like I said. We were speaking to a fellow before, weren't we, about staffing? Yeah. And he was saying um, in the local villages around him, it, you know, in the past, he would have employed lots from the villages. Yeah. There's no lots there. They don't want mm. that as a job. Yeah. Someone mm. said on here, don't um, don't underestimate the power of just having someone shadow you. So I guess what, how would like just having someone follow you around, follow you around, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is you well, know they tell need to be paid though, don't they? Yeah. Well, I guess if they really, I, I think people if they're willing to get into it, particularly when you're younger, 
particularly if it's alongside oh, college. Oh, yeah, and, and, and what Joe had mentioned about apprenticeships, yeah, that's a really good way of getting people into it. Yeah, because we do all men do apprenticeships, don't we? Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 We, we have two apprentices in the year, and we had another one, but we went to full-time college. So. Yeah. We do Max. have quite a few people, like in our area, that want to come and volunteer on farms with us. Um, I mean, well, Ash and Mick, they both volunteer, but they're sort of like friends. But we get, I would say, one or two people a month wanting to come and volunteer to do stuff. But it's just finding that time, like Tom says, to train people. It's it's difficult. Mm. That because habitually, you've always done what you've done. And you haven't, you're not brave enough. Just come well, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like oh, you underground Telehandra and underground's got the kit around you and sheds and cows that can get there. It's not that you can't just go, oh, off you go. Uh, in our, from our perspective as well, livestock wise, you've got a duty of care to your animal. You've also got a duty of care to your member of staff that you've just employed, whether they be 40 or 16. They are your responsibility around massive animals. You speak to a construction guy, you've got underground's worth of digger, he's yeah. got late, he's got, he'll have more staff hanging around. In the nicest way, someone's life's more expensive than a combine. Do you know what I mean? They still get people coming in at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have a lot more extensive training, though. Yeah, they? they'll, they'll have to send you on a week or so. And everyone, just on the tech side of it, you think of a, of our parents' generation when they were um, hand-loading sugar beet into trailers or um, carting around 15 uh, kilos sacks of, um, of wheat. Uh, you look where tech is going, uh, going automatic milkers. We, we, we didn't visit those 10, 10, 15 years ago. Can can you see that tech is going to advance your businesses? That when we're here five years, 10 years down the line, you will have um, some form of automated thing wandering around your farm checking yeah. the livestock. 100%. Definitely. Well, we'll, we'll be sat here, won't we? Driving the drones. Yeah. Just warm is that, does, it, are, you, are you positive about that? Is that going to come for <laughs> like I use, yeah. I am happiest. I don't know if anyone else, and we talk about the next one dead. Like, I am happiest when I'm covered in muck. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Me cows, something goes on, and that that's where and that's genuine, genuine, you know, yeah. milking in the morning, carving cows, spreading yeah. slurry, mowing grass. Do, do, automatic off. milkers, do you know the biggest downside of, of those guys for trying to sell them yeah. is you because you didn't want to adopt them because you, the comment was what would I do if I wasn't milking yeah. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean so yeah you see, you see you say all that oh we'll do this, this electronic stuff and it's probably more efficient but like you can look through the discovery page and I'm like maybe doing some field work or doing what I'm just normally with cows or something shop and then you look at people and, and it's my opinion it's what I like about farming I look at it and like they're in an office they're in a building yeah, and I just yeah, think yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. You know, I like doing what I do, and that's what yeah. maybe obviously I have my own business, so it's a little bit different for myself. Um, but that's what I like doing, and I, I couldn't see myself doing something. We, like. And we all know there's people who commute or did commute like to London or yeah. or whoever, doing an hour and a half each way. They're what? just ghosts on a yeah. train. What so was you the train? If you're what? driving a pop bike past them, you can see all these little heads on a train, and you're like, what it's was a different the, life. Yeah, but what was the change in you talking about how can we change people? Covid changed people. They yeah. looked out. They, they, were and they were like, they, they might have changed back. But then you look at a few TikToks. I don't know. There's a, there's a lady who got involved like two years ago. She had things. She got a few sheep. Now she's with a boyfriend, husband. I don't know. And now she's doing it because she's getting on TikTok and showing new entries. There's a couple of new entries in it on Instagram and stuff. 
Amazing. They just couldn't be asked sitting on the M20, M25. Yeah. They're struggling to get through, but they just know what they don't want to do. They know what they want to do. And they're scared, I mean? but happy. And, but I think so what you've just done, that passion and that feeling, I think that is what we need to show people and what you guys are doing. And I think so you and Ollie should swap. Because I think Ollie's really keen on the gift covering in, in, in my photos, and I can see your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get up to that silence. <laughs> Wait, I, that, that one is the best. It's the quietest. The phone doesn't ring, and all the cows want to do, they want milking, they want fed, they want cleaning up. That's it. No one else wants anything. No one wants to ring. No one wants to bother. All I've gone through ringing at five o'clock this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, <laughs> what's, what's that message <laughs> from this <laughs> morning? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I get me mostly thinking done because you go in. Yeah, it's great. Don't give you time. We need to tell everyone. So basically, we're all in a WhatsApp group <laughs> set up for just this morning. And at 4.53 this morning, Tom decided to get the best the best thing was it wasn't something that you could just roll over and just read. You had to press the play button and read the wire. And he was yeah. Oh yeah. He did on purpose as well. <laughs> right. So we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh just to end it on a positive as we are. What is the opportunities you see in the industry? What are the things that you think, and you know, this is where where we're going to really capitalise in you know in the next few months, years in the industry? What's the opportunities up there for the people watching? If you're not farming, the opportunities are there's loads of jobs going on farms if you can find them and get trained up. And it's, I reckon it's also something to to do it. If you, if you can show and prove you've got the right mindset, people are willing to give you a chance. You just need to prove yourself. And that's one of the things, obviously, not from a farming background, I have to prove myself every step of the day. The person I worked for prior quickly, um, he's like, I never had a woman work for me. So I'll prove to you I can do it. And he turned around and not being big headed, but he went, you're better than half an hour I've ever had work. So yet. what did you do to get wow. into it? How, what was your first step? Did you go knock on his door and say, I want a job? What no, did you do? Did so you go on, you know, and no, 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 for farmers? Through friends, through friends, friends, that's right. right. We're going to ask about networking. Yeah. networking, yeah. Going you're farmers. Farmers. Yeah. That's it's, the biggest thing. Farmers, I think yeah. if, if you're not in farming, although I am, I am too excited all to be in young farmers, um, <laughs> and never had the opportunity when I was younger, I think getting into young farmers is a massive thing. Well, it's it, a good thing to do. You should explain how you end up farming. Uh, I got with my husband, Roy, um, and he was he was a farmer. I was um, I lived in the middle of Preston. I was a carer, nothing to do wow. with farming at all whatsoever. And um, I was saying to Ollie that we literally he just dumped me on a farm and said, "Look at that car farm," and there was no choice. That was what you had to do. So I learned the hard way, and I did. I did do it, and then all of a sudden, I just thought, "This, this is what I am meant True to do. Love. This is everything." Awesome. It was amazing. So I used to farm around care work and then he also had a family business so we had to farm after five o'clock at night so when everyone else was clocking off we were clocking on wow. you know and then we'd work it around two different jobs and then in 2016 we got our own farm and we've been going from there wow. but you know it's just you're meant to do it you know even if it's it's hard work in like now it's hard work we're trying to build a business but we will get there I think you know one day and, and the opportunities then with the hard work the opportunities are there yeah if yeah. you're willing to put in the graft yeah. And it might look, yeah, it is all very fluffy on social media, isn't it? And I do try and portray quite a, the tougher side of it where things do go wrong because not everything's perfect. But I think that helps other people as well because they don't want to see everything being shiny yeah, and happy it's, and, it's, it's you know, because they feel really sure about their own lives. <laughs> Becca, what's, what's the opportunities? 
Oh, I think that's a really good question. I'm actually going to say, like us, like this younger generation coming through, and this is no disrespect to, you know, obviously my mum, my dad, my grandparents who have all been farming, but we're hopefully, even just by utilising social media, are bringing something a bit different. We're reaching consumers in ways that haven't been done before because they haven't needed to be to be done before. But I think we, and I think there's a really good movement of younger people who are desperate to make a difference and do, you know, and do farming in the best way possible. So hopefully, yeah, it's people like us. With that not sounding yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it's a little bit sad that there's more money telling the story about farming. Than yes, yes, I do. Farming, yeah, yeah. It's just the crazy thing. Isn't that, you know, always the case there's going to be yeah, different yeah. opportunities? And, you know, oh, yes, but I, I hear what you're saying, but it is, it's finding where, where it works. So, you know, there's a role for that, but it's, you know, it'll, the, this will drag it all up and make it better and, and to just showcase the industry better and you know so it will hopefully become a snowball or better. Max, opportunities. I think that some key points that come back to, from today. So the likes of Jeremy Clarkson, he's there's a buzzword phrase about driving societal change, getting people more interested in, in agriculture. There's so much money coming into agriculture. This is a bit of a depressing comment, but it's also positive for the people in, in our horticulture and fresh produce. Last recession. Um, all of the funds globally came running into um, farmland globally because they saw it as a safe haven. With a perceived recession coming up, the same thing is happening. The funds globally are running into agriculture to invest into agriculture because it's a long-term asset and, and into ag tech. So there's a lot of money coming into, into ag tech. So coming back to the technology that's coming, coming through. So there's going to be so many opportunities for farmers and people in ancillary um, industries to get involved with. And it's genetic smart breeding, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so many opportunities. So again, it's a really exciting to be the sector to, to be in, and we've all got to be open minded and have automatic milkers. investment event in London on the 1st of November go. because they're saying that that is where the money needs to, is going to be left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, into food. making food. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's suddenly it, everyone's realized how fragile. Well, I think the. World recession or uh, a world war, God forbid, or a world pandemic. Um, if you're in the eating game or the cleaning game, uh, people got to eat and people got to got to clean. And if you're in the eating game and you're growing fantastic uh, fresh food, fresh produce, fresh, fresh meat, what a sector to be in, rather than being a ghost on a train. As an accountant in London or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any any final opportunity before we, we start wrapping it up? Any any final I think what we should do is ask the people that are watching before we thank the people that are watching. Mm -hmm. If we were to do another one of these, should we have topics? And if so, what should they be about? Excellent yeah, yeah. call. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So what, I reckon we should do, for example, like either on your stories on Instagram or Snapchat, have like a question answer, like what topic, or we'll give a couple of topics and then for yeah, well, this is quite rushed, but we could say, like, the next one's going to be then yeah. send in your things. These are what we've got so far, hopefully, the best topics. And maybe do like that. And Ollie, what, what about locations? So, HDB headquarters in Australia are, are fantastic. Well, I can, so, yeah, I can sort it out, the, the, the but, but we, we like to have so, what locations presented, yeah, yeah. And if so, yeah, we're up for this again. Oh, I, I, I do get those going to far north. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I managed to press your arm, yeah, so it's nice and simple here. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I think so, yeah, it sounds like we're going to do this again. Well said, uh, I think it's fun for the young farmers who want to buy their farm, can't because big investors are pouring money into land. Yes, but then big investors need that land to farm, so there will be opportunities for people to rent land. No, yeah, but still, um, oh, we've got a hat going in. But still, like, I get what they're saying. Like, you, you don't just want to rent land, do you? You want to... As a new entry, and then I know as a new entry, you as a, somewhere, you've, exactly, you've got to start from somewhere. You, you are going to rent it, but then if these guys are inflating the prices, it's hard for a new entry to get involved. Like my, like our family, like we, a few of us, obviously, lucky new entry, new entry. The four here who have kind of, we've been very lucky to kind of. Um, I'm fifth generation farmer, so my dad had to start from. Not my dad, my great 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 uncle. What I had to start from somewhere, so it, they are making it more difficult. Do you know what I mean? And inflating prices of land is very hard for a new entry to get involved. It's about new entry. It sounds like a tiny topic. Yeah, yeah. 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 you've, you've got a point. And yeah. then we'll do we'll not session one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a 10 bar. Sounds like you've got the scars there. <laughs> no, 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 but I just, uh, so many yeah, Well, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for, for all of you for coming down from up north. Um, yeah. Yeah, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it wasn't too hard to understand either. I thought I needed to translate it, but so now, no, thank you very much. Thank you for everybody that was listening uh, has been listening. Um drop it in the chat what do you want us to chat about next time. Um looks like you want to say something. Someone just said, What are the opportunities for someone in a wheelchair? Wow. Well, uh, I, well there is yeah, yeah, yeah. there is yeah, yeah. They've, they've dropped well, they've yeah. yeah, so that, the, the orange valve, as it works for me, uses now. They, that had a wheelchair that, fit, that lid fitted to it. And the guy that makes it isn't far from it. He's actually inviting me to go to his workshop and see him making these some loads of conversion plans. Because you don't problem. need to like, drive a track. Oh. It's it's a, a, uh, the harmless farmer. Yeah, yeah. he was Yeah, it's just, just died away. But yeah, how amazing was he? Can you, you see that one where he changed a wheel on his truck? No, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. People want to check that guy out. Yeah, the harmless, but uh, the harmless farmer, but like, I, he was making it work. On it, it's kind of we need magnets to make it work a little bit better. For them. Yeah, if there's people like this, amazing. And, and I think you know all kinds of diversity and you know to get people because there's so much talent out there. Like you said, you know, some some of you said I've never had a woman work for me. Some you know, this. Yeah, so and I think part of what we're doing here, not just the practical farm, you could say vertical farm, the, the, yeah, yeah. the, the ones that we're involved with, they have a control room, um, and so they all need to be monitored and, and, and driven. It's not just the physicality of it, there's a lot, lot of tech options out there for disability, dis people with disabilities as well. Yeah, I just, it's, just, it gets, it's actually Tom Lammer knowing me saying about the, the investors buying land and making it difficult. I, I've farmed land, contract farm land for investors. For many a year as well. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's another way. I just had someone comment saying that there's no land left if housing development carry on buying it still though. Well it sounds like we're gonna have a few oh. topics to go in, in months come. Right. I'm gonna draw it close. Mark, tell us a bit more about and uh, um delivering the future.
Yeah, so thank you very much. We've had a great discussion and there's a lot to go on. Again, a shameless plug, Delivering the Future of Farming, 10th of November, online event, uh, hour and a half sessions. Register, follow that uh, QR code or look on the AHDB website. It's where you can hear where your levy's being spent over the next five years. Excellent. Um, thank you very much. Um, so if you want to know more about what uh, we do at AHDB, look at our website, um, some agri-leaders and what Mark and I do. And so we'll see you soon shortly. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Well, you don't want to like some people who be watching won't know how to buy the top or won't know how to find Charlotte. So excellent. So let's go around the room. Who's who? Follow Tom on. Oh, so you can follow me on Tom Pemberton on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And yeah, Snapchat as well. Charlotte Ashley Farm, and I'll be on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, Rebecca Wilson um, on Instagram is my main one. Uh, Joe Seals on YouTube and on TikTok. <laughs> Go to Joe Seals. Joe Seals. Excellent. Isaac Murphy. Sorry. Isaac. I don't care. I'm not a, I'm not a new follower. I've got two followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Isaac to a thousand followers. Agri Isaac on Twitter. Oh, and um, Georgina and Sarah, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. Ollie Harrison, but it's Agri Contract, Ollie Blogs are LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Last Snapchat, MySpace. Social media, Ollie has it. Spreading your beds. MDH Campbell on Twitter. And Max at Beanstalk at Global, Beanstalk.global. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thanks. That was brilliant. Oh, See you guys. Thanks for watching. How are you stopping? Sorry. <laughs>